Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Dylan is here. I got Dr. Mann here with me. We are on our own today. Just flying, not solo, fine duo tonight. Flying duo, yeah. Um, Crawdaddy, uh, we love you, but he uh, is at home with his brand new baby. Fresh one. Fresh out the womb. Fresh out the kitchen. Um, he is uh, he's the craw father now. That's right. And he's tending to his fatherly duties uh, wisely. So uh, we love you, Crawdaddy. He'll be back soon. Um, at a date that uh, his wife deems acceptable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're here for his mental health. And so, yeah, we got to make sure that he, uh, you know, but, happy uh, wife, happy life. Yeah, he is abstaining right now. And uh, honestly, I think it's a good idea. And I'm stand by. <laughs> guys, so guys. I, I introduced Dylan to a sounding board. And you're in for it this episode because he has been sending me sound clips all day and there's easily probably 50 i hope we don't get to all of them i spent a good hour like last night ripping things off youtube and uh as soon as ross was like oh here do this i was like that is a good idea oh my gosh (laughs) so i might not contribute a lot to this uh other than like just constantly dropping in sound clips and frustrating the shit out of ross oh my gosh but um it's gonna be fun and, it's gonna uh, be a good time. Shout out to Rob Greer for being like, we should drop in sound clips. And I was like, well, you have opened a Pandora's box, sir. Yeah, that was a good bad idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, all right. So this is gonna be, uh, you know, we did a few movies to kind of kill some time. We we transitioned out of the last dance and uh, wanted to continue doing NBA basketball stuff, just you know, chatting. Uh, but we've done some movies and we wanted to kind of do, you know, the NBA restart. We are about a week away from preseason games and we're two weeks away from the official NBA restart. Much excite. Big time. Yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be, I mean, I I mean, I've been watching a lot of soccer, but Dylan thinks that soccer is communism. So I, I, you know, what? (laughs) God damn it. What are you talking about, man? Soccer sucks. dude. Oh no. Soccer is great. Premier league soccer is going on right now. I'm a Manchester United fan. Don't at me. And uh, Manchester United's fighting for Champions League spot right now, so that's been great. Bro, this isn't like kick to the death. This is basketball, okay? Hey, I mean, I'm just saying there are sports on TV. Donkey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop. Oh, stop. my God. Uh, go on about soccer, sorry. <clears throat> oh, yeah, so uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Premier League soccer and also English League One, which is – or I'm sorry, English Championship, which if you don't know what that is, that's basically like AAA baseball in England. Uh, so yeah, that's my where my dedication is. Also, the MLS just started, and considering I'm uh, an Austin FC ticket holder for 2021 season, ticket holder for 2021. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got I got my deposit in. I'm I'm ready to go. When is is it happening? I mean, yeah, I'm buying literally buying my tickets in like two days. But are they going to do it? Like it's yeah, for sure. They're for sure going to have. I, I don't know like what the fan situations situation that's going to be um they may have just stagger games and stuff like that but um i'm for sure going to buy some tickets at least oh well that was soccer minute with ross (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah we are uh and the nba is impending y'all it is coming back and we are really excited so we wanted to do a little nba restart preview so dr man and i are going to go through kind of our predictions some hot takes that we can then definitely call each other on in like six weeks Yes, uh, I I got some, I got some notes, as here. always. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got a little segment that we can start off with yes. if you're ready yes. for it. Yes. So it's called "Who Has Had the Rona." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even talk. I promise we did not talk about this, but I thought about the same exact thing because so many players have gotten it. Yeah, yeah. So I have a list of, as of um today. <laughs> Tell me everything. You and your heat bullshit. Back Uh, on. Hey, dude. Don't (laughs) swear. Oh, my God. We're never going to get through this. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. As of tonight, July 16th, uh, these players. Are you quizzing me or are you going to tell us who? uh, No, I'll just tell you who. Or unless you want to. Give me a. Let's do a who he play for. Okay. uh, I mean, the jazz for sure. Uh, 
Foie gras d'Alembert. Yes, yes. And Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell. Uh, the They're feuding right now because of that. Yes, I knew that. Um, there's a guy who plays for the Pistons that you probably didn't know played for the Pistons or the NBA. Um, He's named after a religion and a tree. Christian Wood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had, I had a way dirtier joke for that one, but I I went with the with the clean one there. Okay, give me another one. Um, broke his Achilles against the Rockets. What team is he on? Currently on the Nets, but was on the Warriors and the Thunder. Really? What what do I have to do here? I'm blanking. Well, KD. Oh, all right. I, he's not like. All right, you're right. My bad. All right, my bad. All right, um, the defensive power. Oh, why are you pulling me? I'm right. Oh, yeah, you're not right on he's that one. He's not playing. I, I don't have him in my like Rolodex because he's not playing. That's true. Um, the defensive powerhouse on the Boston Celtics. He's impossible to get around in 2K. We talked oh, Marcus about Smart. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the chubby Slovenian from the from Denver. Uh, Jokic. Yep. Um, also the coach of the Denver Nuggets. Do you know who that is? What Mike his name Murphy? is Murphy? Close, Mike Malone. Mike Malone. He got it? Yeah, he, he got, got the Rona. Rona. He got the Rona from oh, Joker. Damn. Yeah. Um, and are they then, making out? What are they doing? I don't know, man. Um, the other good pacer who is not Victor Oladipo. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon got it, yeah. Yeah. Um, there Here's is a, my question. They said, like, back in way back in March or April, like, they said, like, three or four Lakers got it. But so they yeah. never said who. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> So uh, there's a trio of people on the Kings. Just name some Kings. Harrison Barnes. No. No? No. Buddy Heald? Buddy Heald did get it. Buddy Heald got it. The other two you're not going to get. It's Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn. How are all these people getting it? I don't know. I know one person who's gotten it. Shout out to Tim Ogletree. He's been on the pod. Tim Tim had it? Tim got it. He isn't now. Currently? Yes. Oh man, can we get that through Squadcast? Is that some? Is it transmissible through Squadcast? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, good. But he, uh, yeah, I mean, it's his story to tell. But yeah, he's he has it currently. He's holed up in his West Hollywood apartment um, with the Rona. Damn. But um, yeah, how don't how how are so many of these players getting it? It's crazy. I don't know, man. Um, so young guy, high flyer from the Heat. Bam. No. No. Close. They seem like the same human to me. Derek Jones Jr. Oh, he got it? Yeah. Man, I didn't hear about any of these. Yeah. Um, I know. I went on, I went on a deep dive, I'm telling you. Um, two guys from the Nets. One I always pick up in fantasy, and he's the greatest ever. Karis Levert. Oh, no. That's also true, though. It's the other. Spencer uh, Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> um, and All then, the Nets. They just like making out. Yeah, like, Spin the bottle. Yeah, and then the, the center for the Nets that you hate. Not Jared Allen. Oh, DJ. DJ. Yeah, yeah DeAndre Jordan. I love Jared Allen. Hook him. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then the latest is Westbrook. Yes. Yeah, Westbrook got it. Um, and then also there's been so there's been reports. There was a report of three Lakers players that got it, but they were unspecified. And then there was a rep- report that two Suns players had it, but also unspecified. And then two other Nuggets players or and or staffers, but again unspecified. And then there are two players in the bubble currently that had to be moved, and they don't, they haven't said who it was. Um, but actually, one of them may have been Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but, um, I'm not sure about the other one. Right what about now. James? What? Oh, Harden. we're gonna get to that okay. for sure. Okay. So yeah, so during the in market testing, so like the there was the two week quarantine before they actually came to the bubble. Apparently, 25 players tested positive during that. But some of them could have already been on this list. I think I think that's when yeah. I think that's when Brogdon and Derek Jones Jr. and all of them tested positive. So that was from July second. Um, and then Richwan Holmes and Bruno Caboclo, um broke quarantine. Did you hear about that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Richwan Holmes. Uh, apparently, like there's like a campus around their hotel that they can't leave. There's like a an area around their hotel, and he apparently like went to the curb, and the curb is too far. Like, had he been, yeah. like, 10 feet the other direction, it would have been fine, but they're, like, that strict. The best um, was that Kelly Oubre, it was Kelly Oubre, right? Oh, yeah, that's He right. tweeted, y'all, NBA players, like, he, he hit, like, at the NBA as if that was going to get tag every <laughs> NBA player. And he said, yo, at NBA players, 
you don't have to eat the food in here. You can get Uber Eats. They'll, you just got to meet the guy at the curb. And yeah, he go, said like at the lobby or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, you got to go to the lobby and get it. And then um, Richmond Holmes got famously busted for doing that. Yeah, so it was like NBA, NBA tweeted and said that uh, Richmond Holmes got busted. And then he replied to that and said, never mind. <laughs> yeah, oh, my then, God. He admitted. <laughs> so, yeah, don't go. If you're in the NBA and you're a player, don't go get Uber Eats uh, in the lobby. Yeah. And then Bruno Caboclo did kind of the same thing, but he actually didn't even order anything. Apparently, he like went to a part of the lobby that is not like that other guests could be in or something like that. Um, like he didn't even actually leave the hotel, but he like was supposed to be in his room for like a certain amount of time. And he like left cause he was hungry and he was trying to get food and instead of using the phone, be- like it's 2020, he walked downstairs to get something. So yeah. This uh, whole bubble thing is wild, man. Like, uh, <laughs> all these millionaires, like who can't eat whatever they want, who are probably pretty pampered. You know, and they're just like stuck in this very nice hotel. Like it's not trash it. Like it's, you know. Yeah, but they like can't. I mean, there are like things they can't get to. You know what I mean? Like they're like, I don't know if you saw, but PJ Tucker ordered an 85 inch TV and had it sent to his room. Good Lord. Well, this is also the man who brought 91 pairs of sneakers. Oh, we're going to talk about that too. (laughs) I have a little sneaker segment, but yeah. uh, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, these guys are used to being able to get everything that they need whenever. Because, yeah, because they, I mean, they travel with an entourage, you know. So, yeah, so those are all the people that have been confirmed to either break quarantine or have the Rona. But did James Harden have the Rona? What do you think? Yes, of course. Yeah, um, I think. I mean, if Russ had it and also like James, they were doing the whole like didn't travel with the team is coming, though. Like they tried to keep it under wraps. And finally, Russ was like, I have it. Yeah. Well, Harden said it that ESPN released today, like earlier today, that it was a family matter. But like maybe his family matter was that he needed to say what my theory, my theory is that he got it from Westbrook. Westbrook was, he was, Westbrook said he was asymptomatic Um, and that he like either Harden gave it to Westbrook or Westbrook gave it to Harden. But either way, I think that Harden's quarantine probably ended yesterday when he came to the bubble. And so I think that probably what happened is like he just kept it under wraps, said it was a family issue, and his quarantine ended, and that's when he could come to the bubble. He just didn't want everyone to know that he had the Rona. Yeah. Which, yeah, Westbrook was like working out with Kevin Hart and them too. I was wondering about that, if Kevin Hart got the Rona now. (laughs) Kevin Hart and his tiny immune system. Uh, You said Family Matters like 10 times, and now I'm really mad I didn't have the Family Matters song, (laughs) theme song, queued up. That's a real real missed opportunity there. Basically every other sound you could you could want. Um, is that it? Is that all the people we know of? Yeah, that's all the people that we know of. And and I mean, there's just Harden up in the air being if you know if he had the run or he not. He full blown had it, dude. He's I been going he to the strip clubs and I mean, if on. you guys okay, there's some context. If you guys are not huge NBA fans, James Harden is very active in the Houston strip club scene. Prolific. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. He they he has like special sections at certain ones, and so yeah. And apparently he is a connoisseur of sorts when they, when the Rockets travel. So not just throwing out strip clubs for no, no reason. James Harden is a, so yeah, I mean, frequent strip clubs works out with Russell. I mean, something is wrong here. Dead giveaway. Dead Charles, giveaway. Charles, thank you very Dead much. Dead giveaway. He got the Rona. Oh my Dead gosh. Giveaway. Dead giveaway. Um, uh, that leads me to my first question. So in this NBA restart, uh, who is going to have what team is going to have the first person test positive and who Man. do you think it'll be it's got to be it's going to i think it's going to be one of the young teams either it's going to be it may be phoenix because i think that they're so far out of everything that they're probably going to be like i don't give a damn about this bubble See, and stuff i i think you're wrong there because most of the people who've gotten it, i feel like are like vets who think like yeah whatever like i think i'll just figure out i think the young guys like they were asking like uh can't remember who it was maybe Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram or one of these younger dudes who's like, has it hard in the bubble? And they're like, no, all I do is play basketball anyway. And like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, not, I mean, I get you know. that. Yeah. I just think that if anything, it's going to be like a dudes that are not really competing for a lot. Like the Suns or the wizards, like the somewhere wizards. though. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Bradley Beal just trying to, trying well, to he's do He's not it. even playing. That's, oh, that's right. 
That's right. I mean, yeah, yeah the Wizards is a that's Ian a Mahimi about to just wild out Ish in Florida. Smith. That's a Ish yeah. Smith. That's a good pick. Davis Bertans. He's not playing either. He's not either. He he opted out because he's a free agent. That's smart, and he doesn't want to risk. Uh, yeah, risk like getting hurt or whatever. Thomas and Bryant. When there's a very good chance the Wizards are not going to do anything. We are very deep into fantasy basketball, so I don't. We, we even bring. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Up. But we we have a there's a reason why we know like second string guys on like the Pistons because we they're gold in our league. Like a second string shooting guard on a on a low small market team is that's gold. In our oh, dude, I rode Davis Bertans many weeks. Oh, absolutely. Remember my, t- uh, I mean, shout out to the, this is me shafting the commissioner, so you're going to love this. Uh, I, I traded, Thomas Bryant was hot for a while. He was really putting up some numbers, and I, I traded our commissioner for Al, Hor- Al Horford, who was not playing very well at the time, traded him. Thomas Bryant messed up his ankle and was out for like seven weeks, and Al Horford went all the way off because Joel Embiid was not playing, so. I know that you'll love that jab at the commissioner. Um, yeah, I uh, let's go back though because you also drafted Thomas Bryant on accident, complete accident, and then said, "Who the fuck is Thomas Bryant?" <laughs> yeah, my my browser accidentally closed literally when it was my pick. I think my like computer like restarted or something like that right when it was my pick, and so I was like trying to get on my phone to draft, and it like wasn't working. And I was like out somewhere. I think I was at like a coffee shop or something like that. And I was livid at that pick. I think I picked him in like, I think it was, it was the third round, yeah. which is very high for him. <laughs> yes. Very high. Um, he was unproven, but um, I mean, it turned out to be a good pick. Who else did you draft on accident that you didn't actually want, but ended up drafting? It was like your first pick. Oh, I, well, I drafted LeBron. LeBron James. That's right. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron this man drafts like one of the best fantasy players there is, and is like, oh, I didn't want him. My bad. Somebody trade me. My, I'll trade. Well, him I wanted. For... I think I wanted Ingram. Or no, over LeBron. No, no, no. I wanted Jokic. Okay, that maybe checks out. Yeah. No, I wanted Jokic because Crawford. Crawford got Jokic right before I did. Um. So yeah, I wanted Jokic, and because. Fantasy wise, the the year before that, Jokic was just a little, like, yeah, he he just had higher output just because uh, well, LeBron like, re- got hurt the year before, and also LeBron, yeah, LeBron yeah. got hurt, and and rebounds are like slated a little bit higher, and so Jokic usually had you know 10, 11, 12 rebounds, and so that would end up sometimes getting a lot more points than uh, LeBron did in fantasy, but yeah, and you cut to about a year ago, I think a lot of people, myself included, were a little bit like maybe LeBron's kind of done. Yeah, for sure, especially after that, that groin injury. The groin yeah. injury on Christmas didn't really play much the rest of the year, and then the Lakers were out of the playoffs. And yeah, which what was there to play for, really? Yeah, so I think a lot of us like, ooh, I don't think even me, like, hopefully, didn't think he'd play this well and have, like, close to MVP, MVP caliber season. Yeah, for sure. So some breaking news from literally came out earlier this morning from the NBA bubble. Zion uh, decided to leave the bubble because apparently he had a family medical issue. Um, so yeah, that's, that's some, some hot takes. What are your, what are your feelings on that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably something pretty serious, you know, or he wouldn't have just bounced, um, there, I mean, man, they're right there. Like they're on the, you know, they're one of the teams we're going to talk about of like, who's going to get that eight seed. Yeah. I did a little research on this. So yeah, if he comes back, if he's literally gone for a day, which I doubt he's probably gonna be gone for longer. So he's got to come back, and when he comes back, he has to quarantine, quarantine. for ten days in his room. Ten days, yeah. yeah. And so that means that the earliest that he could get back into the rotation would be the twenty fifth. Um, so he would still make it for the regular season games. He just would miss all those scrimmages and stuff. Um, so he would miss a scrimmage against the Nets and the Nuggets at least, and then they scrimmage the Bucks on the twenty seventh. And so he would miss all of those at minimum, but he would still be there for those final eight games. But that's if he is only he that's if he gets back in a timely manner if he's gone for like a week then he's probably gonna miss the first one or two games but honestly i mean he missed most of the regular season and came in pretty did pretty well came in pretty hard like 25 points yeah the games he's, he played. he's nasty yeah um also this is something we'll talk about later but they don't have a super tough schedule yeah they have the easiest game. schedule yeah the easiest schedule in these last eight games 
but they are playing the Grizz and the Kings in those last eight, and those are two people who are like fighting for that last spot. So it's gonna be big. Um. All right. So I guess you got any more segments? Do you wanna? I do. I have one more. Yes. Let's do it. Sneaker check. Oh yeah. Good call. Uh, I am wearing my ones, Jordan ones, uh, the black and golds, patent leather, uh, the mid, um, cut. Nice. And I am wearing the Jordan five fire reds that came out in May. Um, uh, what's your next, uh, what's your next purchase? What are you eyeballing right now? Um, I, I don't really know. So like, I have a lot of ones, I have like four or five pairs of ones, I think. And so a lot of the ones that are coming out, a lot of the, the new releases that are coming out are ones. And so I'm not I'm not super thrilled about those. Um, there's some denim threes that are coming out in August that I might take a swing on. I like those. Yeah, those are those are pretty good. Um I'm I'm there are some there are some ones that I might have to take a swing on in October. They're like the victory green ones. They're kind of like the pine greens, but they're like yeah. white colorway and they're a little bit brighter. But they're Austin FC colors, so I was like, I have hey, to. Oh, yeah. Hey. So, so I have to have to flex on a on a soccer match. Um, but I just bought Lauren the Jordan Eleven Lowe's uh, in blue and white, and she loves them a lot. I'm not a Lowe's guy. We've talked about this. Yeah. Neither one of us really like Jordan Eleven Lowe's very much. Uh, love the highs, but Lauren loves them. She put. She was unsure at first. She was like, "Why did you buy me these shoes? Like, I just don't know." And she put them on, and she's like, "These are my favorite pair that I have." Which now nice. she she's got a little collection too. She got like five or six pairs now. Nice. So yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to. There's two in August. There's the twelve, the um, the navy twelves. Uh, those might have to be the I I, I need some twelves or thirteens. The twelves tend to make my you feet used to look hate big. Twelves. Well, they make my feet look. They make my feet look big. So it has to be like a certain colorway. Um, I'm down for those, and uh, and then the Bel Air fives. I am very hot on dylan has literally said i don't want the bel air fives i have some fives they make my feet look big i like the fire reds though but dylan is like hey on sneakers you're gonna have to like put in my size and try and swing on those for me because i'm on a i'm on a hot streak right now seriously and i'm i again i'm i've been batting a thousand on these like i got the concord 11s i got the bread 11s i've usually gotten every like drop that i want i don't do it often i usually do things on like StockX and and resell but um if i don't get those I'm going to be a hot little potato. Yeah, one of us is going to get them for sure. Yeah, for I mean, sure. that day those drop, you know, it's going to be like a... Oh, my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody <laughs> calm down! Oh and I God. think those are going to be popular, dude, because if you check, like, sneaker news, they have a ton of likes. Yeah. Like, more than any other upcoming shoe. Um, so, I'm I'm really excited for well, I mean, there's, they've only dropped those one other time, because they were originally, like, the friends and family from Will Smith. Like, Will Smith yeah. got them just for, like, the cast of... Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and they only dropped them one other time. So I mean, they're they're pretty hot right now. Yeah, and um, then um, of course, like every Christmas, whatever Elevens they put out, I will just buy them. Yeah, just take my and, money. Yeah, sight yeah, unseen, absolutely. just give them. To me. Um. So yeah, so a little, little NBA sneaker news, you know, based off of our sneaker check. So the Zoom Freak Twos are coming out. Giannis's second yep. edition of his signature shoe, and they look way better than the other ones. The other ones kind of look like, um. Like, look nin- like academy shoes, like ninja slippers, a little bit. They're like, they're kind of. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of them. And I, I tried on a pair, and they're very uncomfortable. Oh, and, I didn't know you tried on a pair. Yeah, I tried on a when pair. You I bought want, those 34s. Yeah, I just wanted to like see how they felt, and they felt like cardboard. So, um, well, they're pretty inexpensive. Yeah, they're only like 90 bucks, I think. And I think he wants that. Um, yeah, that's something yeah. he's looking for. Um, but the Zoom Freak Twos uh, got a lot of Kobe vibes, like the early Kobe models, like the fours and the fives. Low profile. Yeah, low profile. Um, not a lot of like crazy tech on them like some of the other um, sneaker releases, the other like signature releases have. Um, you know, like the the LeBron 17s having that, the biggest Air Max unit ever or whatever, or like the the PG4s and the the KDs having like the double stack zoom unit. Like they don't, they don't have a lot of crazy tech on them and stuff, but I think they're a pretty solid like budget shoe and stuff like that so i mean it's cool to have an option like that for people like beta signature shoe for like a top five player it's not you know 220 dollars. yeah yeah i mean i i get that but also like you can get pretty much all of paul george's signature shoes for around that after they they like release at 120 and then like a week later they discount them to 90 dollars and who's out here buying paul george dude i the the pg3s are like sucks well 
I I feel similar about his NBA talent. Well, no, he's not. He's very talented. He's very talented. He's very talented. No, I just, I just don't, like don't. I don't like him as a player. But his the PG threes are like some of the favorite my favorite shoes I've ever played. And I, I love the Jordan thirty fours. That's what I'm playing in right now. But the PG threes are like some of my favorite. And I really want to try the PG fours, but I can't. I there's nowhere to play right now because of coronavirus. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. You. I mean, you could always just like try them on in your house. You know. Just uh, just get some defensive shuffle drills around yeah. my like my Why kitchen not? table. Just we're not that far from doing that. Basically, yeah. every Friday. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, but PJ Tucker brought ninety-one pairs of shoes into the bubble, and you love to see the man is a prince. He's uh, incredible. Lo- listen, there will be no PJ Tucker slander uh, on this pod or any, <laughs> we, anywhere we, around. We made us. a little uh, a, a little jersey haul recently. And you know, there's always the the classic. Let's get a Michael Jordan jersey. Let's get a LeBron jersey. And I, as a Rockets fan, got a PJ Tucker jersey because I mean, I love James Harden. I love Russell Westbrook. Everyone has a Russell Westbrook and James Harden jersey. And really, my true allegiance lies with PJ Tucker more than anyone else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he he talked about how currently he has bought more shoes during quarantine than he ever, ever has. Which he also, I've heard on a couple of interviews, he has a shoe condo. Like he's got like an apartment. <laughs> oh my God. He's got an apartment where like, I guess he like, I don't know what goes down there, but um, he- Well, other things. Like other things. I'm sure not just shoes, but uh, apparently he has like a, a, like rooms of just shoes, um, which is incredible. But he said that he got some of the, the original, like the 97 Tim Duncan, the full foam posits. Uh, I was reading about that. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. He got some of those. That's like his Holy grail shoe, which I'm like, gross. Those are ugly. Yeah. They're really, uh, I mean, I, well, I kind of like foam posits a little bit. I almost bought those foam posit hiking boots, but y'all all like told me to <laughs> no, pass on them. You oh big man. Time, those dude. look, yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of regret not buying those now. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he said that he, uh, has bought more shoes and he listed a bunch of them, but they're all like, kind of one-off signature models that are not I wasn't super crazy about like the Nike Chris Webbers and then some of the like the flight the weird flight posit stuff that are like kind of half foam posit um half Nike flight stuff. Yeah, it's definitely like he's definitely a kid of the nine mid late 90s. Like those are all the ones that he's like really into. Yeah. Um I think I've I've told you about this, but if you ha- if you don't know a lot about PGA Tucker on this podcast, we're here to talk all about him cuz he's great. Um, but he apparently this year he played in a pre-production model of a KD5 and uh, it had like engineer markings and stuff all over it. And uh, they interviewed or they talked to someone who's pretty high up at Nike and they're like, hey, like PJ Tucker played in these shoes. What do you think about them? And like, what are these basically? And because PJ Tucker was being very like secretive and he was like, okay, so those are KD5 or six. I think there were sixes actually. But um, they're like the engineer test shoes. So they make them in-house on the Nike campus and they bring in like test players and the, the, the player's signature. So KD and they play in them for like a week and test them out, like do all the stuff. And then they shred them, all of them. They like yeah. never, they never leave the campus. They're like locked down because they, they're ma- they make them like they're probably on the KD fours when they made the sixes. So they, yeah. So they like lock them down. Uh, and somehow he got a hold of him. And the Nike exec was basically like, someone needs to be fired for that. <laughs> and and they were like, so he's just out here playing in like top, like corporate espionage, top secret yeah, classified yeah. technology. It, exactly. Yeah. And so he, they were like, how did you get these? And he goes, I love it when I like stump the Nike execs. Like that's, that's what I'm looking to do. You got the, some big testicles to pull this <laughs> off, bro. Seriously, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Is yeah. he like, he's obviously a Nike. Is he like a, he's like yeah, one of those weird Ni- like Nike athlete, but is now obviously a signature. Yeah. He, he has like a signature, uh, of the, I think it's the hyperdunk 10 low. Um, Fuck, if you say yeah, so. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it's the hyperdunk 10 low. He has like a, it's not like a signature. It's just like a, like a player edition or whatever. So they have like certain colorways that only he has access to. And like people that he he chooses to have access to, they're like all the like red and black and white colorways. Yeah, um, he has this one that is the the city jersey. The the they're like red and yellow and white. Oh man, those are those are my oh, jam. classic Rockets colors. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so little uh, NBA sneaker trivia. Okay, real quick though, before we end this, yeah, if you could play in any sneaker from your lifetime, what would it be? Play. Yeah, play. Now, now where play? Um, 
I'm going to say uh, it's a tie, and they're very different shoes. Uh, but the LeBron 17s truly are like some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. I mean, they're just like they're super sturdy, that huge air bubble. Uh, they're they're really comfortable. They take like a, they can take a pounding and they 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 hold up really well. Um, and then honestly, the Kobe Force that I had like when they first came out, and they're the opposite. They're very lightweight, like low. So they're kind of two ends of the spectrum. But I those are the two shoes I remember feeling the best in because those Kobe's are they're really lightweight. They weigh like like 10 ounces or something and yeah um they're super fast and then lebron's are as an old man like lebron (laughs) i need like all the cushion i can get and like that extra air bubble and also i just love the way they look and uh i love the colorways too as being like a laker fan um those kobe's and those lebron's um those were great those are like and uh and then but when i was in high school my favorite shoes i had were the vince carter shocks oh yeah we talked about this like yesterday Looked like a snake like they zipped up and they had like ribs on the um, like on the mid and then they was like, but they zipped up in this weird, like exo skin, um, Man. very like spacey, very like early two thousands looking, but those were also super comfortable and shocks, which I think are very fake news. Like, Oh yeah. Those are they're dumb not high school kids. Like shocks, man. Like remember that Warren Sapp commercial that they had? Yeah. I shocks? bet Warren Sapp could actually make some shocks move though. If you put them on his feet, <laughs> <laughs> but those would be like my top, probably my top playing shoes. What do you think mine are? I'll give you one guess. Kobe threes. Kobe threes. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Kobe threes, specifically the white colorway with the black Nike check. Those are my favorite shoes of all time. And if they, if Nike, if you're listening, if you pro tro those, then I will buy stock and I will buy every pair you have probably twice. Um, so I there's rumors those. that, uh, eight twenty four. um, Obviously, because you know Kobe's numbers eight and twenty four, and it's mm-hmm. also a day after his birthday. His birthday is eight twenty three. Um, that supposedly they're going to drop some Kobe's on eight twenty four because they've you know Nike's been obviously pretty in limbo with what to do since he passed away. Yeah, in terms of his sneaker line, and they don't want to exploit it. They don't want it to be sort of tacky, but um, doing something to commemorate him and maybe raise money for his uh, foundation or something like that. But supposedly the rumor mill is you know end of August that they're going to drop something. Yeah, the because they've already they've protrode the ones and then the fours and the fives, which those are like kind of the signature, like the the big models. The twos didn't really get a lot of hype. No, they're kind um, of they're kind of weird. But the threes actually a lot of people played in them, and so I'm really hoping that they release the threes. Um, but I mean, I I, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. I mean, they might do like the nines or the tens. Those like the the super high to high top ones. Oh, those weird, like, yeah, very high top. Yeah, the very high top ones. They might do something like that. Um, I mean, I'm on record. Look, any Kobe shoe they put out, I will buy. Yeah. Just like side, I mean, just, for sure. I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, here's to hoping that they put out the Kobe threes because I will buy probably two pairs just to have them. All right. So. That has been long sneaker talk. Um, Sorry, that's take, like my favorite part. <laughs> we'll take a little break and we'll be back with our NBA predictions. <laughs> and we're back oh my gosh all right we've uh we've relieved ourselves we've taken a little break we've uh refilled our glasses um it's my let's do liquid check we've never done it but oh i like that we might as well uh dr man what are you drinking i'm drinking all we drink around here is stone beer because Sponsored by Stone. Sponsored by Stone. Um, but yeah, the Stone Notorious POG. Um, it has uh, guava and oranges and p- passion fruit. Passion fruit. Got it. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I like had to think about it. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite ones that Stone, Stone makes. And it's super great. You should get it wherever you can. If you can find it. And I'm also drinking Stone Brewing. I'm drinking uh, Fear Movie Lions, which is a nice double IPA. Yeah. Uh, that was liquid check. Mm. Uh, all right. I have a question for you, Dr. Man. Uh, which team do you think has been helped most by this uh, restart and who has been hurt the most by this restart? I started grinning because as soon as you said helped the most, um, I know you're going to hate my answer, but it's the Houston Rockets. Um, I think Why that didn't you say something so controversial yet so brave. <laughs> I don't even know if that was very brave, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think that, I mean, I think you're right for the record. We'll talk about it, but yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, James Harden plays 40 minutes a game. You know, um, he's getting older. the The balls, the ball has been in his court. That was a weird <laughs> way to phrase that. 
uh, he, I mean, it's been on his shoulders like for the last couple of years. His you usage know. rate is like sky high. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's one of the highest usage rates in the NBA, highest isolation percentage in the NBA. Um, you know, and and year on year, you can kind of see it in the playoffs. He's definitely kind of t- tailored his body to handle that. I think last year was a good, um, good evidence of that of seeing how uh, you know, his body was able to to hold up to the grind. Um, I think that he played really well. Um. There just have been factors that, you know, cause the Rockets to not be able to to kind of push over. But I think that we've been the we as in the Rockets have been uh, helped the most, and I can say that because um, I'm allegiant. I am I'm a Rockets fan and supporter only. Not like five teams like Crawl Daddy, love you, miss you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, and then hurt by this. Um, Honestly, I I, I kind of want to say the the Grizzlies because I think that they had kind of really started to hit their stride as a team right when coronavirus happened. You know, uh, Ja Rant really, I mean, he played well, like, you know, in the fall, but I think right post-All-Star break, uh, which we'll talk about, I have some stats on them later, but um, post-All-Star break, they were, they were playing really well. Ja Morant was really making his case for Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, I think they, he's pretty unanimous. I mean, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, even with yeah, Zion's just missed too many games. Yeah. Um, I think that they were really trying to starting to hit their stride as a team. You know, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr. They were all really doing. Oh, we well. love Brandon. We Clark. love Brandon Clark around here. But yeah, um, so I think that they might have been hurt. Plus, like they're young, you know. So yeah, having a historic season like this where you have to take a four month break in the middle of it, um, I don't know if they'll be able to handle it quite as well as a as a a better experienced team. So your Rockets right now are uh, in the sixth seed in the, in the West. They're nine and a half games back tied with the thunder. The jazz are eight and a half games back. And then Denver at third place is seven. Where do you ultimately see your Rockets finishing? Uh, I think we finished four or five. Yeah. You think? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where I have it in my head. I, honestly, T- TBH, I would love if we finished sixth. Um, because that would mean that we don't have to face the number one seed in the first, in the second round. Yeah. But you know, that is, seems to be our life is finishing in the fourth. So who do y'all think you match up better against in the West? Like, like who do you think you match up best against? Oh, I feel like, I feel like we're going to talk about that in our conference prediction. Okay. So we should, right, we should yeah, probably wait true. on that. That's true. Um, so yeah. What about, what about you? Who do you think was helped and hurt the most? Uh, I agree with your Rockets. I don't know if it's the most. I, they were, they also, this gives them time. I mean, they overhauled their entire, not entire, they overhauled like their style of play largely. Small ball for life, baby. In the middle of the season. You know, they traded Capella, who's like a key piece for them, and then went to having P.J. Tucker, God love him, play center. Uh, P.J. Tucker can play every position better yeah. than everybody. I mean, we love him, but look, dude, it's not, uh, I don't know the, I don't know how sustainable that is. I mean, we've been proven like, I mean, like jump sh- shooting teams don't win championships, and then the Warriors won like four in a row. So, uh, you know, you never know. But I don't know how sustainable that is. But this gave them like two months to figure it out and work on it. It also, like you said, James Harden is way overworked, and it gives him time to figure it out. Russell Westbrook, for all the the small ball like problems, it was way helped him. I mean, he played way better. You know, having room to drive. I mean, yeah, that's- he he averaged uh twenty nine eight and nine in that last uh, two weeks before coronavirus hit. Yeah, I mean, playing five out with PJ Tucker on the five on the three point line, and he has. I mean, you put one man between Russell Westbrook in the basket, and there's not a lot of hope. That fucking dude is toast. He Absolutely is roasted. So, uh, it's good for Russell. Um, I think James Harden will score a million points no matter what offense he plays in. Um, so yeah, I don't. I think it's good for the Rockets. I think it's good for the Sixers too. They were playing really bad before the break. Yeah, that's true. They were losing a lot, um, and they just got to figure it out. You know, I think this helps. I mean, the Ben Simmons thing. Like, I mean, wake me up when that guy has a jump shot. Like, I just feel like we keep hearing about like it's getting better, it's getting better, and then it's like cool. Like, just only so much lipstick you can put on a pig. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now it's like he's gonna play the four, and I'm like, there are no positions in. The, this is like LeBron is, is the point guard. I'm like, what do you? What does that mean? Like doesn't matter like he's gonna bring the ball up fine like yeah um so i think it helps them uh i hate to say it i think it kind of hurts my lakers because they were playing really well i don't think they could have been playing much better they beat the bucks and the clippers right before the break they seem to be hitting stride lebron didn't seem to be slowing down you know largely mostly a new team i mean with the you know other than rondo and mcgee kcp and lebron everybody else is new you know ad is new 
uh, Danny Green's new. You know, most most of the team is new. So you know, I would have loved to just. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I would for love for things to be just normal and for us to never have gone through any of this. But uh, I think if they had just been able to continue rolling, uh, it would have been really good for them. So that's kind of a bummer. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. I mean, they're if they beat the Clippers that first game, they're basically going to cruise to the first seed. Yeah. Not that it matters in this whole thing. And it's more about the seeding and less about there's no home court, right? Yeah. Um. But uh, honestly, yeah, I mean, the seeding is kind of interesting because there's some matchups that are really good for the Lakers and same thing for the Rockets. And there's some matchups that are like I'm not super keen on. But yeah, uh, for sure. Who do you think is going to finish eighth in the West? Man, I'm really torn between Memphis and New Orleans. I think this New Orleans thing with Zion, I mean, I think it kind of they've played without him a lot of the year. So I think it's sort of they can deal with it. But. With him, they're just like so much better. Yeah, they're 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 pretty incredible. Um, yeah. So for those of you guys that don't know, they the Western Conference ended up getting more teams into the bubble because they had better records. They just picked the top twenty two teams by record. Um, so yeah. So then they have eight regular season games, and then after those eight regular season games, the ninth seed can play the eighth seed. Um, but the the ninth seed has to win two in a row against the eighth seed, but the eighth seed wins one of those and the eighth seed goes in uh, to the playoffs, which is weird. <laughs> so I can't it's, even like wrap my head around it. I keep reading it like I don't... I had to read it like three times today and write it down like before I figured it out. like I had to be like a lawyer out. to understand it. Yeah. Um, so basically the, the four teams that are in If you look it right at it, now, I mean, Phoenix is probably done. Yeah, so really it leaves the Blazers, the Pels, the Kings, and the Spurs are all within striking distance of that ninth seed. And the Spurs have no L.A., uh, yeah, the no Spurs. LaMarcus. The Spurs have a have a decent schedule. Um, so yeah, they have the, no Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, that's he's right. Not playing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Suns are out of it. I don't know what they need to be successful, but they need a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and they're also super. They're six games back. They basically have to win every game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got a I got a pretty pretty decent rundown of all the schedules for for all those teams. So. So yeah, so the Blazers, they play the Grizzlies, the Celtics, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Mavs, and the Nets. Um, and they have the fourth ranked schedule overall, like by difficulty. So they have a pretty tough schedule. Um, they were 10 and 4 post All-Star break. Um, but here's here's my my kicker for the Blazers, because I'm gonna say that I think the Pels have a really good chance uh for that eighth seed. I think the Grizzlies also have a really good chance. I think the Blazers are kind of in the conversation. Uh, because Yusuf Nurkic is back. Yeah. So Nurk has been, he was planning on coming back kind of uh, around that time, uh, around the time coronavirus hit uh, from a really horrific leg injury. If you haven't seen that, please don't watch don't it. Don't It's awful. It's so bad. A compound fractured his leg um, in it's a game. It's like Gordon Haywood bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but in 2019, nine of the top 10 lineups, uh, uh, like three three man lineups for the, uh, Blazers involved Nurk, so by looking at by minutes, but also by plus minus, um, and then Dame, CJ, and Nurk together was a plus nine point nine, and they were the highest total rebound of any three man combo on the Blazers. So really, like Nurk combined with CJ and Dame is pretty deadly. Plus now they have they have some pieces they didn't really have. I mean they had Alfred Camino last year, Mo Harkless, but like you know um, those are pieces. They're they're pieces. pieces, yeah. But you know now with. Uh, Hazonia, Anthony Simons is, is doing a really good job of backing up um, Dame and CJ when they're off the court. They're kind of staggering CJ around a little bit to where him and Dame aren't always on the court the whole time. So CJ can kind of lead the second unit a little bit more uh, with Simons having Hassan Whiteside in the mix, who is playing outside of his mind better than he ever did in Miami, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I think the Blazers kind of have a little bit of a, of a chance. Well, here. they have a ton of experience, too. I mean, exactly. Like yeah. Dame, CJ, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dame, like, there's going to be a lot of big games when the Blazers have to, you know, kind of, like, bring it. And Dame brings a dagger to big games. Big time. Big time. He basically broke up the Thunder. Yeah, he broke up the Thunder for sure with that, like, 45-footer. So, yeah, so there's the Blazers, the Grizzlies. uh, Their schedule is pretty easy. They have the 22nd ranked, which is the easiest um, in the bubble. They play the Blazers, the Spurs, the Pels, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Bucks. Um and Josh playing like a rookie of the year, you know. So yeah, it's their their seed to lose, literally and figuratively. I think. Um, so you brought up uh, duos. Uh, what duo in the NBA this year has uh, the best um, plus minus or best net rating of any duo? 
with a minimum. I mean, obviously a minimum 1300. Is this a stat that you have or you want me to pull this out of my no, ass? I have it. I have oh, okay. It. I was like, I don't know that stat off my off the top of my head. Um, any duo. Best plus minus. Um, I, best, I, yeah, bet net, best net rating. Yeah. Best net rating. Uh, I, I think it's going to be, because it's you that knows the stat, it's going to be LeBron James, Dwight Howard, maybe? Uh, you're close. Uh, LeBron, please don't say KCP. No. Okay. Um, cause I got some stats on him later. Uh, LeBron. Love KCP though. No, yeah. no, nothing against KCP. Um, LeBron and Danny Green? LeBron and Anthony Davis. Why the fuck did I not say yeah, that? I, I don't know what? why. <laughs> you were very like on nose kind of. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. They have a, um, plus 10.3 net rating. Uh, which is the best for any duo in the NBA this year with a minimum of 1,300 minutes played together. So Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought I found really interesting, so I I, I lied about the Grizzlies earlier. They have the 21st ranked. Uh, so Pels have the best schedule, right? Pels, Pels have the easiest. Do you think the NBA rigged that to where the the young and electrifying players have a higher potential to make the NBA with these last eight games? I don't know about – I mean, rigged, like – Maybe not rigged, but just like, oh, that's a nice coincidence. Yeah. And we're I mean, not going to hit the shuffle button I think again. either way, I think Grizzlies, like Grizzlies-Lakers is a really interesting first round, but I think like Grizzlies-Pels, obviously for a million reasons, is really watchable because of Zion and then also because of the old, all the baby old Lakers. Yeah, they're think. trying to make up that TV money back. Yeah, I mean, they got, I mean, they got, they missed out on a lot of revenue, man. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I mean, is it a, conspiracy or like on purpose who do i care no yeah. i'm fine with it if it is i mean davis david stern famously you know was asked is the lakers celtics your dream matchup every year for the finals and he said no it's the lakers versus the lakers <laughs> so i mean look man these guys aren't stupid yeah you know um all right eastern conference finals what's your prediction all right um who, do you think, who, who are the two teams and why so it's kind of tough, right? Because it depends on the seating. It depends on the matchups. But like, okay, I'm going to... So we'll ask you, are you looking at it based on their seated right now? Are you like doing some serious algorithm, like high high level math? You know how I decided... Oh, why Eastern, did I even ask you that? Here, here did I, here's how I decided the Eastern Conference Finals matchup. I typed Bucks and who the fuck cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you... I mean, you have some some... There's you don't back. think like the Bucks and like 76ers, I know their record isn't great and they're dysfunctional, but like at the end of the day, they were one fucking crazy Kawhi shot away from being in the finals. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And they're better you. this year, even though their record doesn't really show it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's because they I have just, the firepower, you know? Yeah, I just think that the Bucks, just the way they've been playing this year, I think that some of their pickups, man, with Kyle Korver and Wesley Matthews, you know, I love me some Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that if that, you were in the NBA, you would be I, I Pat am Connaughton. I am Pat Connaughton, I think. Um yeah. We're we're kindred spirits. Oh my god. He admitted it. <laughs> he admitted it. Um, um yeah. I uh, man, I, so looking at the seating, I definitely the Bucks. Obviously the Bucks will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's hard for me to bet against Nick Nurse and the Raptors just because they play really sound, good basketball. They play good defense. Um, I don't believe in Boston. Like, I just don't. I mean, no. they, until Jason Tatum is unreal. Um, they swapped Kemba for Kyrie, which is a more consistent player. Yeah. And Kyrie's, you know, a head case. Um, Kyrie said, I want to retire in Boston, and then I'm out two months later. He also said the earth was flat, so let's be real, <laughs> dude. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, he also, I almost pulled this clip though for a soundbite, but they asked him on the Cavs, like, you know, how has a LeBron James been a father figure to you? And he was like, what? And they're like a father figure. He's like, Oh, I thought you said father. And they're like, yeah, we did like father figure. He's like, Oh, what? He goes, no, I got a father, man. I only have one father. Oh my God. I was like, bro, answer the question, bro. Just quit being such a dick. (sighs) Yeah. I like Kyrie, but he's yeah. Kind of I, a frustrating person. I think that the matchup that I want to see that may or may not happen is uh, Milwaukee and Miami. 
Um, I think that that would be super fun. Just I mean, that could happen. Could, yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, in the, not in the conference finals, but. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler, Tomball, Texas. What up? 936. Um, I love Jimmy Or actually, Butler. no, he's 2A1. He's, he's close to me, though. Close to me. <laughs> Tomball, Texas. Tomball, wow. Texas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Miami's got a lot of younger dudes that I really like a lot. Tyler Hero, Myers Leonard, um, Derek Jones Jr., Duncan Robinson, Udonis Haslam, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, I'm going to say it's Milwaukee and Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's, yeah, that's and I a think, solid take. I mean, that seems stupid because they're one and two right now, but the only team I think has a chance to get there is to the 76ers, and they're too far down. They could easily jump up to the third you know, spot, but um, I think the Bucks, of course, are going to be in the finals. Yeah, I feel like the, the Eastern Conference is definitely very top-heavy where it's like the Bucks are going to roll to the Eastern Conference, I think, and then everything else is really just a toss-up on who's playing well yeah. in the bubble. Um, all right, Western Conference Finals. This is where it's gonna get, gonna get heated, bro. I, how, how do you want? I mean, both of us have a lot of. Uh, I mean, are we going off of our head, or I mean, is my this... emotions, <laughs> my emotions. Because I have feelings, you know, and they're not. Yeah. I mean, they're intertwined, man. Yeah. My feelings and my, my head are very. You know, it's hard to separate one from the other. Yeah, for sure. Um. I mean, I I personally, I think that it depends a lot on the Rockets' seating, which sounds stupid. Um, but I mean, I think the Rockets really had to like kind of figure things out at the beginning of the season. I mean, we had that historic. But it's feasible slide. for the Rockets to be in third place. Possibly, yeah. It's, so I mean, the Rockets, not- yeah, the Rockets could be third. So if we end up third or sixth, um, honestly, I think we have a a much better chance of making it to the conference finals. Um, because realistically, what I think is going to happen is LA, the Lakers are going to be number one. Um, Clippers are going to be number two. After that, it's going to be kind of, you know, up in the air. Um, I like our chances against the Clippers in round two a lot better than against the Lakers. I think that, I think honestly, however it shakes out, whether we end up in the four or five seed and we're playing the Lakers in the second round, or if we beat the Clippers in the second round, which I think that that's a really good possibility because I think that. Matchup wise, we kind of fuck with the the Clippers a lot, um, and so I think that really Houston and the Lakers are going to be the best series of the playoffs for sure, hundred yeah. percent. And we will watch every game yes. oh, very heated. It's going to be very heated. <laughs> yes. A house divided. We might have to like truce or just like get in like the boxes where we can't see each other or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty heated, but yeah, I think that's going to be the best series. Um, man. Yeah. Cause like LA post all-star break, y'all were 10 and eight. Um, you know, Houston, Houston had that weird little slide. So, um, we ended up, uh, nine and nine, but, uh, but yeah, I mean the series for the year is one and one, uh, LA y'all have 170 points, 117 points per game against us. We have 118 points per game against y'all. Um, I think the the one thing that is going to make the the matchup really interesting is there's rumors that with this new small ball uh, style of offense and defense, the Rockets are looking at a zone defense and how to implement that. And um, and yeah, and I think that that is going to be huge because I think the combo of um, PJ Tucker and Robert Covington and James Harden is an excellent post defender. I think all of those guys against AD is going to be huge. Um, because one guy can't shut down AD, three guys can't shut down AD, but they can slow him the hell down. Well, to be honest, like to be very analytical about it, AD's one deficiency offensively, if he has one, is that he doesn't always make the best decision when double teamed. Mm-hmm. Like he's very unstoppable one on one, and he has can basically do anything offensively. But yeah. I have noticed that when he gets doubled, he kind of doesn't. I don't say panics, but he he kind of just like sometimes just makes like a bad pass or just yeah. kind of gets like oh gets lazy. So yeah, you're not wrong. And in the one of the first games that the Rockets had without um, Capella, where they had the small ball lineup, um, it was like a big joke on Reddit and NBA Twitter, like PJ Tucker like guarding you know Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee out here. It's going to be like you know yeah, and they won that game exactly. So, yeah, you know yeah, and and but it's very predicated on three pointers, of course, as all Rockets games are. It is yeah yeah, and I think that Robert Covington has had some time now to kind of uh like be a part of the defense. Uh, he had, he's had the best defensive stand as a, as a Rocket um, than he has ever. Like he's always been a three and D guy, um, but he 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 he's averaging like one point eight blocks per game, um, and like one steal per game, which is bananas from a guard or like a forward spot. 
Um, and his defensive field goal percentage is at like minus 6.2, meaning that defenders or that uh, his opponents shoot 6% less when he's guarding them, um, which is pretty significant. He's in um, grill. Just, oh yeah, he's all in their face. Also, the last two years versus Houston, LeBron has only shot 21% from three and 48% from field goal, which is less than his average. And he only shoots 33% on any jump shot, two or three, which I think that if we do implement the zone defense, we'll have that like kind of dual coverage on AD. And LeBron's going to have to take some jump shots. He's not going to be able to penetrate the way he normally does uh, against his zone. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that it might actually be a big factor. I think it's going to be a really interesting series regardless. But Yeah, there's one thing we know the Rockets uh, are going to do. Let it ride! Absolutely. It's the same thing Dr. Man does in 2K. He just three-pointers, jacks him up. Hey, I mean, like, the the research shows that it's a more efficient way to play basketball, so I'm here for efficiency. Um, I Yeah, it's really interesting, but over the seven-game series, you know, that's the one thing about the NBA people complain about is it's predictable and there's not a lot of, um, you know, there's not a lot of surprises um, because – in a seven games, such a, there's so much playing, there's so many games over yeah. like, it's like sort of like the, in an infinite timeline. It's like, hard to beat a team four out of seven times. Yeah. When, when, and when a team is like outmatched, like in, in football, you know, any given Sunday, right. Any team can just play better X's and O's figured out, but over a seven game series, like eventually the better team is just going to have the better players or scheme doesn't matter. But yeah, I think that a Houston LA, uh, series is really interesting and honestly like i mean i'd be totally excited to watch that with you guys um because it would be you know incredibly heated 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 um i do think like head and heart um i don't i just don't see um the only real threat to the lakers i feel like is the clippers because they've Mm -hmm. given us trouble yeah um it's interesting because they don't give the rockets trouble as much well i think you guys have yeah, I mean, they're, you're way different. You have yeah. you neutralize what they're really good at. And, yeah, and you also like the problem the Lakers have is defending really good wings, like long yeah. wings. Like Jason Tatum torched us on, you know, torched us. Um, ben Simmons, dude, like torched the Lakers. Like long athletic wings, they can't guard. They don't have anybody to do it. You know, we've got big, we got great rim protection. You're saying Daniel's not gonna Daniel Green is not gonna lock anybody down on <laughs> the wing. Daniel Green is not gonna. I mean, look, dude, Daniel Green is a great defender, but Paul George and Kawhi are too long for him, you know? That's true. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I mean, the Clippers pose a lot of problems. I mean, people have been saying it all year. But, and what LeBron showed is that, and Lou Williams, too, poses a lot of problems for the Lakers. But what LeBron showed is that down the stretch, like, he will hunt out Lou Williams. He will straight up be like, who's Lou Williams guarding? Come pick and roll me so all he can day. guard me. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So, uh, was, it the, was it the last time they played the Clippers when that happened? Like yeah. five positions in a row? Yes. He was yes. just like, who's, who's Lou Williams beautiful. guarding me? Come they just pick, played five out. And come just, screen me. Yep. And then, yeah. Uh, and so I, that's also really, of course, that's a series everybody kind of like also wants to see. But um, that, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's much that, I just can't sit here and say the Clippers will make it to the finals because fuck that bullshit. Yeah. Um, I would rather the Rockets, honestly. Um I mean, I mean to be honest though, like I think if it comes down to like Lakers Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, um, you know if that if seating works out that way, uh, I think I think if it comes down to Rockets Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, I think we've been so close. And I'll be that, I have a, what would have already had lit my house on fire. So. Yeah, I think I think that uh, I think the Rockets take it if that is the case because I think that we we present bad matchups for the Clippers. We're also like Daryl Morey is so damn hungry for a championship and so i think that there's no way that we could not at that point you know um but i think that uh i think that the really it might end up being the lakers uh in the western conference finals with the clippers and if that's the case i think the lakers take it yeah so i mean there's one problem with the rockets you know too small (laughs) i can't believe you have a sound bite that's just too small too oh my gosh Um, all right so i think we're in agreement. Well, somewhat. I mean, Bucks for sure in the yeah. finals. And I put Boston. I put Lakers Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's my that's my not even just my like feeling. That's like uh analytically, I think that's what's most likely. Yeah. I mean it's hard to bet against the one seed too, you know. Yeah, I mean they're both they have a healthy lead. It's not like past years maybe where there was a lot of jostling at that one seed. Um 
and dude, they've only played twice this year and they're split. It's hard. It's really yeah. tough. Um, I got some, I got some stats from those games. So yeah, yeah they played twice. So December 19th was the first time. And that was the time the Bucks won. They won one, 111 to 104. And Kuz was out. He wasn't playing at this point. Um, LeBron got in foul trouble very early. Um, I, I was kind of like looking at this and I was wondering, you know, like what was causing, I looked at the box score and LeBron picked up three in the like beginning of the second quarter. And then he picked up his fourth and his fifth in the third quarter. So he played like pretty much here. He didn't play the most of the third quarter in the beginning of the fourth quarter. He only played 34 minutes, which he averages about like in a big game, like 42. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he got, he was in foul trouble. The bench combined for an average of minus 13 plus minus. Ugh. Uh, also KCP started this game and played 35 minutes. So I'm going to say that that's why they lost. <laughs> I'm going to say... I will not allow you to I'm say Contavious called well I'm going to say Contavious okay. lost in this game. Um, but then when they played on March 6th, yeah, it was 127-114, and it was actually a much bigger blowout than it actually looks like. Yeah. Um, they kind of... They they uh, kind of started the bus in the fourth quarter. It was it was, it was was over with, but Lakers led after the first, um, and LeBron only shot 17% from three-point um, in that game. He went one for nine. Um, he shot nine three-pointers? Yeah, he shot nine three-pointers. He went one for nine. Yikes. Um, Kuz was plus 10. Avery Bradley. Okay, I don't... This is plus minus. I love statistics, but sometimes they don't make sense. And Avery Bradley was plus 23, but he was 0 for 5 with two assists and three turnovers. And somehow he ended up plus 20. I mean, it just matters on like... He was on the court at the right time. Right. You know, yeah. um, they had a big swing in the third quarter. He was probably on for the whole third quarter. Well, he starts and he starts to have some in the, the game. So Yeah, yeah. So, but he was plus, he had the highest plus minus. He was plus 23 and he literally went 0 for 5 from the field. 1 for 2 for, or no, I'm sorry, 0 for 2 from the line. And 2 assists and 3 turnovers and he was a plus 23. You so, know, that's another thing I didn't even mention. Like, uh, with this layoff, Avery Bradley's not on the Lakers. Yeah, he's not participating, and then Rondo got hurt, of course. Which, like, you know, I hate Rondo, but it's Caruso time, baby. He's still, yeah, he's still a player, a veteran who's won championship, uh, leading an offense. So, uh, that's another reason why the Lakers were kind of hurt by this, because like, if they got to just keep rolling, Avery Bradley's out there. Rondo, you know, most likely doesn't get hurt, um, and they, that does kind of hurt their chances a little bit. They picked up a champion in J.R. Smith, though, <laughs> and Deion Waiters, yeah, Deion Waiters. I don't know how much those guys are going to contribute. I'd love to say that they're going to be, you know, how many, how perfect would it be if J.R. Smith, you know, hit a three to win game five of the finals Oh man, to put them up, you It'd know, be very 2003 two, but, uh, how many bags of THC gummies do you think that Dion waiters came <laughs> brought into the bubble? For those of you guys who don't know Dion waiters, uh, he kind of got released from the, from the heat because he had a panic attack on a flight because he took too many, uh, THC gummies. So Yeah. Um, that's why he ended up on the Lakers. And <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So I think we're, we're kind of in sync here. Uh, we're in perfect concert. Dr. Man come. God, October, what is it? October. When is it over? Yeah. October pretty much. That's insane. But that's how long. <laughs> but, uh, but, that, but I think that means that the season is going to start like into December, which is what we've always wanted. That's we've talked true. about this for yeah, a couple of years. It's a de facto start to the NBA. So come October, who is hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy? Man, I it pains me to say this, but I think that the Lakers take it 4-2. Um, and yeah, Dylan's looking for a soundbite right now to play just because he's like... He's, Don't give away he, my no, secret. No, he's just like enthralled with the fact that I said the Lakers are going to win everything or anything really um, because I'm I'm so deep into the Houston propaganda. But Oh well, my God, there's only, he admitted. There's only one to play. Um I'm going to, so shout out to my good friend, Bennett, um, Bennett Labar, who is a, also a member of Rockets Nation. Um, good friend of Tim and I, as he listens to the pod, maybe sometimes, I don't know, who knows. He was supposed to come on and was like, what is this about? And I was like, you're fired. Uh, but he has a, he's a deadbeat gambler. He gambles constantly. And he is also a Sooner. He went to Oklahoma. He's a Sooner. So we fight about Rockets, Lakers. We fight about Sooners, Longhorns. And he calls it emotional hedging mm. where you bet against your own team because then when your team loses, well, at least like I bet against them. So now I made money. Yeah. Um, and there's no money on the line here, but I'm going to emotionally hedge and say that the, the Bucks are going to win it all. Ooh. I think it's, I mean, I, I'm not, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I mean, Jonas yeah. is, he's 
he's it. Like Borderline he's, unstoppable. He's unstoppable. He's in his like right at the entering his prime. They have a really well constructed team too. Um, you know, one of the keys to NBA teams is at championships is experience, right? Young teams in the NBA don't win anything usually. I mean, almost always it's experienced yeah. teams. Experience and role players too. And they have a totally. lot of them with role Kyle. Players. Yeah, Wes Matthews, um, or something Sova. Um, Kyle Corver, God, I wanted Kyle Corver on the Rockets. George so bad. Hill, George Hill, yeah, um, yeah, even Chris like Chris Middleton. Ro- I mean, Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton's an All Star, you know. Yeah, even like Robin Lopez, like coming in for Brook and stuff like that. They have similar games. Like their second unit is just so diverse and so like, I mean, they're they're good. Like, yeah. I think that honestly, like they're they're probably better than some starting NBA teams. Yeah, um, and so they have that yeah. perfect formula of an all. Like, there's no question who the guy is. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they have a great, like Robin and Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they have uh, Eric Bledsoe, you know, like they have a great, just like full rounded team. Um, they're well coached and they've been close and gotten, you know, haven't made it, which yeah. is another thing like typically in the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, it's rare that a team just comes out of nowhere and like all of a sudden is in the finals. Like yeah. they've gotten close, gotten bounced, been really disappointed, had that disappointment. Um, and I, you know, I would love to and see. And they have a really easy road to get there, you know, not not for yeah, nothing. That's true. Yeah. I would love to see Pat Connaughton lift the Larry O'Brien trophy. Um, it'd be kind of like me lifting the Larry O'Brien trophy. And I'll, so. be, on- <laughs> I'll be honest, like I wouldn't, if they beat the Lakers, I'll be fucking furious, of course. Like, um, but I don't hate them. Like I don't yeah. have any, like, they're not like the Clippers or something. Where or I'm the like, Warriors. Yeah. I won't be like butthurt. Oh, like they ruined basketball. Man. Um, but that's my emotional hedge bet. Now, if come October, the purple and gold is holding it up. It's going to get wild. Yeah. I'm really excited house. to see that actually. It's going to, I'm yeah. Cause I'm for sure going to have to be over there if there's a chance that they win that they win just so I can make sure that you like make it into back into your house. Alive. I might not. I might, I mean, RIP me it might be sleep it, in the street. I mean, honestly, the combination of like them being bad for a few years, like, and then the Rona, Mm-hmm. And everything, I mean, I might, the release of that might just be, you know. Just border, borderline might, sexual. I mean. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> I was waiting for this one. I mean, I'm dreaming it and I'm not going to say it, but if it happens, man, you know. Yeah. Um, man, yeah. So that's that's all of the NBA right now. That's everything that we that's going on. Oh, now I just got to play all the ones that like I ripped and. Oh, that Kawhi laugh is so bad. That's a, the, the, this is a human being laughing. <laughs> Bro, all right. Last no, he's, I would. I would, I'm going to debate the human being. What percentage of Robit is Kawhi? Oh man, he is. I'm going to say. Uh, if the Terminator is ninety eight percent robot, wait, then he. <laughs> Why is, would a Terminator be ninety eight percent? Because two percent is like skin. They're a hundred percent robot, dude. Yeah, there's like skin and stuff though. I'm gonna say this: they're two percent skin. I'm gonna say if a Terminator is ninety eight percent robot, then Kawhi is ninety seven. I like you. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi is ninety seven percent robot. Uh, yeah, he's it's up there, dude. He's yeah. not a regular human being. But all right, so we're on the record. Bucks Lakers, both of us. Um, I said Lakers four two. You say in four two? Yeah, I said four two. Six games. Uh, I'm gonna say seven. I'm gonna say it goes seven. Lakers Bucks. Uh, I say Lakers beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Dear God, let that happen. Um, Just be be in prayer for us for this. uh, If the Rockets and the Lakers have to play, because this podcast might break up over that. So (laughs) yeah. Uh, it might happen, but, uh, all right, that was it. You guys, uh, thank you for listening. We're really, really excited for the NBA to get started again. And, uh, we'll be back next week and the week after to talk about what's going on. Maybe some of us might be moping. Some of us might be butthurt. Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, we thank you guys for listening and I will see you next time.